0: Welcome to Another Hoodies. This is Bill Kegel. I'm joined by Tony DeNicola. Tony,
1: what's going on, buddy? How you doing, Billy boy? I, man, it's New Year's Day. We got the oh, day after New Year's Day. I got the day off. I'm watching a little uh, outdoor hockey on the tube. Got back from the gym a little while ago. I'm feeling great. How you doing?
0: I'm equally as great because I'm off as well, considering you work for the same company. That should be fairly obvious. But uh, I'm good, man. Well-rested. Got up at 5.30 this morning. Um Started doing some show prep for this uh, for this guy. One more day of work, and then uh, I am taking uh, this luxurious body to uh, parts unknown, and uh, at least not known to me. And uh, gonna do some uh, gonna do some vacationing. Now, I'm not very good at vacationing. Um, But I'm sure I'll find stuff to do. I'm not a sit-around-and-just-kick-it guy. But I am going to go to the gym down there, which I'm looking forward to. So, uh, And by down there, I mean Cancun, Mexico. Big shout-out to the in-laws for uh, paying for this and taking us all down there. Very excited. The daughter should have fun. But uh, one long day tomorrow, and then that's it. I'm uh, gone for a week, hence the reason we're recording on a Monday. But this is good because we're both off.
1: Yeah, and uh, I can't wait to see some photos of that. You just in your... Your swim trunks, your pasty white skin, and your pepperoni nipples—got you You've the the buffalo pasty going on. That should be a great look.
0: Um, I have abnormally small nipples for my size, so uh, I don't even want to hear it. This I is you're two I weeks in a row now. Out. We're talking about your nipples. I love it. <laughs> I know that's uh, the nipples are a mascot. Actually, when we when we work on a logo, I think we're gonna have a two scale sized nipple as the uh, as the U. I don't know how that works, considering that they're circle, but it'd be weird if they're shaped like you. Anyway, this is going on a weird path. Tony, what's new with you?
1: Uh, you know, uh, let me. Can I go off on a quick tangent here? Because it sure. is the
0: new year, and, and guess what? I'm not Tony. What's that? A tangent?
1: Good. Yeah. Keep oh, hey, hey, look at you, Waka Waka. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am so sick of New Year's resolutions and hearing about them from people. Honestly, Bill, can you, I don't know if you're into resolutions or not, but can you think of one resolution you made last year that you stuck to, or can you even remember your resolutions from 2016? I did,
0: yeah, and it was to not try heroin, and I am happy to say I did not last year try heroin, so, uh, so far so good. Well, kudos to my- you, sir.
1: Kudos <laughs> yeah. to you. But, yeah, I'm, I'm an avid go over the gym. I go five, sometimes six days a week. So I get so sick of these people who are like, "Oh, it's a new year, it's a new me. I'm going to get into shape. I'm going to get into, I'm going to get my fitness on. I'm going to get my membership. I'm going to be there every day." So these people the first 3 weeks of the year clog up my gym, clog up my machines, my benches. And yeah, maybe I'm being a little, you know, high and mighty about it saying it's mine, but I'm there every day busting my butt. Get out of my way. You're not going to be there come February. You're just a pain in the ass. Just Get out of the way. If you want to make a real resolution, if you want to get fit and get into shape, how about you meet me in the gym, I don't know, say July 15th on a Wednesday when it's 90 degrees, and then I'll really believe that you want to make a change in your life. But if not, just get out of my way. Like, I'm, I'm going into the gym with a mindset that I am in the WWE Royal Rumble. I am the number one entrant, and I'm going to throw 29 other people over that top rope out of my gym.
0: I'm actually with you on this. I, I'm... You shouldn't need a day to be motivated to go to the gym. Like, you shouldn't need a day of the year. I'm going to start then. If you really wanted to start, you just start. Start today. Yeah. Well, I hate
1: hearing people on December 21st like, oh, I can't wait till the new year. I'm going to get into shape. I'm going to go to the gym. Hey, you want to go right now? Like, we'll get in the car. I'll take you right now. Let's go. No, no, I can't start till the new year. What's stopping you?
0: right you know what out of the only person i've ever met that has done that and stuck with it and lost a ton of weight and looks fantastic now is my buddy nick uh big shout out to you nick barnes because you did make it a new year's resolution a few years ago but he's one out of probably what 10 million you think that make a resolution and then actually follow it so um you know shout out to that kid but he's yeah, the only and- person i can think of that has done it like i i just don't understand you got to make realistic ones where like i did like I'm not going to try heroin. I'm not going to try crystal meth this year. That's this year's. Um, And uh, I'm proud to say I haven't done any of the drugs I said I wasn't going to do. So, um, so far,
1: so good. I am killing my resolutions. There you go. Uh, Yeah, and I'm not trying to be a curmudgeon. I'm not trying to, like, stop people from bettering themselves. I'm the first guy, man. If you come up to me in the gym and you don't know what you're doing, I will gladly teach you. I try to teach teenagers all the time, like, hey, it's not about how much you can lift. It's about your proper form. You know, like, I'll show you the proper way to do it. I'll help you out. I'll give you advice. But also, too, don't waste my time. Like, don't be in there just taking up space, just, you know, taking up machines that I could be using. Like, come in with a plan. Maybe ask questions. I'm more than willing to help. But just the whole fixated on a day thing just drives me insane. It's a waste, man. What do you think the would you pay the extra money uh because i
0: guess gyms are able to charge what they charge because they have a bunch of people that are paying for memberships they're not going to because most gyms are contractual or whatever you know 12 24 months um there's some exceptions obviously but i think a lot of the people that sign up for gym memberships in january and then don't go are actually the ones that are keeping the prices of the people like you down so would it be worth it to you yep. to pay the
1: extra money honestly yeah i i think it would um and you know who has a genius uh, marketing plan with well, this is planet fitness. As much as I rip on them, I'm not being, uh, you know, the greatest gym facility in the whole judgment free zone, which to me, I think is bull. I, I like a little bit of judgment just because it motivates myself. Like if I don't think I'm as good as someone else, it makes me strive to work harder, but that's beside the point. But, um, their marketing strategy is genius. Like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to offer a $10 membership. You're going to sign up at the beginning of the year not come the other 11 months of the year, we'll still get your money and you just get a surplus of memberships and you you make a ton of cash that way. Like kudos to the marketing guy for them.
0: Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you. Um so that's good. It's good to know that you're pretty consistent with your feelings there. You are uh you don't do it for how much you pay, but it's uh but but you're in it. You do go to the gym a ton though. Um and uh that's very admirable. I miss I miss the days when I used to do that cuz I used to feel fantastic. I used to look I just look fantastic, too. I mean, there's some pictures of me in the army of the Hadareki sun blistering down on these uh, broad shoulders and these large traps, and it was, uh, it was a sight. I think my wife would have been attracted to me back then. <laughs> this is
1: getting very homoerotic, but I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we like to start the show. So, anyway... Um... This is going to be one of those this is a very deep poll and I doubt anybody listening to this knows who's to, who this is but this is going to be a very Byron Allen moment.
1: Tony, I heard your dog got out. Uh yeah, um good times. That's why we're starting the podcast a little later than we wanted. Um yeah, the dog escaped again. Got to chase him around Cato, finally cornered him in the basement of our barn. He was able to uh subdue him, you know, and luckily I, you know, put my uh, anger aside and did get too rough with him because this is maybe the 15th or 16th time he's gotten out now. So yeah, a lot of fun. Also, I heard you watched one
0: of my 10 favorite movies of all time, and I'm not exaggerating. This is not a joke. This is not a, this is not a bit. I genuinely love Love Actually. That is a great movie. It's the best. Now, all right, I'm, there's a distinction to be made between a date movie and a rom-com, okay? A rom-com is... Is is lazy. It's it's something for just the women, all right. And that's fine. Some of them are lazy. I shouldn't I shouldn't generalize that because the notebook, for all intents and purposes, is a chick flick. Even though you know, I stand behind it being a good movie. A date movie. Love Actually is a date movie. Mean Girls is a date movie. Like those are date movies that both parties can enjoy. The aforementioned I Love You, Philip Morris date movie. Although <laughs> you have to be braced for what's oh, yeah. going to happen to that one. mother-in-law. Love that one again. Uh, my my sincerest apologies to The Mill. Um, I should have warned you about that, though I did not know that she was going to be watching it, hence my um, awareness in movies I've been assigning you as of late. So that being said, Love Actually, great. I think my favorite segment was the uh, Colin Firth segment. I love that one. Um you know, not a big Hugh Grant guy. Uh, you know, I could do without his shtick because in all, uh, I guess in reality, he's an a-hole. He's the only person ever been banned from the John Stewart, uh, daily show. And, um, I'm, I'm sure Trevor,
1: that says a lot too, because John Stewart's a pretty, you know, open and forgiving. Right. Guy. And
0: I'm, and I'm pretty sure Trevor, Trevor Noah has, uh, kept that ban alive, but yeah, uh, Hugh Grant kind of a, uh, pos in real life, but Um, I enjoyed that movie there's a lot of good laughs in it a lot of nudity I didn't expect it when I went to the theaters and saw it on a date back
1: in high school Um, oh speaking of the nudity too while we were watching that um, I don't think I'm giving too much away but uh, in one scene there's a couple of people who work as porn actors and uh, you know the uh, fiance happened to leave the room to go to the bathroom quick so I happened to pause it on the instance where the woman is going down on the guy during the porn scene that exact moment And you just get a close-up of his face while, you know, she's down south of the border. And I'm sitting next to the (laughs) mother-in-law like, uh, you know, are you okay with this? Like... Should we change this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewind this a couple scenes real quick. Well, here's the thing, though. They're not actors. What they are is they're stand-ins,
0: so they're using them for lighting and uh, sound and position purposes. So they were stand-ins. Oh, no, part. they weren't actors. Oh, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. My favorite character in the movie, by the way, is Billy Mack. I love that guy. I love his version of Christmas is All Around Us. Uh, he had one of the best lines, maybe the best line in the movie, which I am going to give it away, where he says, Kids, listen to your Uncle Billy don't buy drugs, become a pop star and they give them to you for free. It's a great line. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, there's a lot of genuine laughs. That in was that amazing. There's a lot of genuine laughs. It's so in true. Movie. It's so fantastic. Um, but, uh, but no, that being said, uh, and I'm losing my voice by the way a little bit, not quite to the, the extent a uh, cookie monster over here was last week, but, uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I think, I think that, uh, it's 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 a te- it's a top 10 movie in my opinion i mean if i were to rank, I make a list it'd definitely be in the uh we'll say the the six to nine range not for that reason i just realized what i was saying there but all right, will say between the uh it's seven and nine or re- uh, you know area whatever we're, we're not that show tony come on let's uh let's let's get the maturity going here but yeah
1: that's not. Happening. what did you
0: think though i mean you were a fan of the movie i mean wh- what would you give it how many stars would you give it if you were uh doing the doing that
1: uh, out of five, I give it a solid four, four and a yeah. half. I mean, I I I went into it like kind of reserved. I was like, I really don't want to watch this. I don't want to pay attention. Maybe when you know the ladies aren't looking, I could sneak on Twitter and you know pimp out our show more to the masses. You know, by the way, uh, at under the hoodies, at Tony Q's forty four, at Bill K Eagle. But uh, you know, I actually was genuinely enjoyed it. Like I was fully immersed in it, more so than the lady at times.
0: Yeah, and I think that if um. If, if it was an option, I would have assigned it to you if I would have thought about it, but it just never occurred to me, and I don't know why. It's not something I thought that you would enjoy, but, uh, and I, I have no intention of ever assigning you a movie that I don't like. I'm not that person. I love movies too much to do that to you. I want to assign you, you know, Donnie Ducko 2. Or Transformers 4. Like, terrible movies. Oh, Daddy God. Darko 2 is probably the worst movie you have ever seen. But um, Daddy Darko 1.
1: I don't, I put Caddyshack 2 up there, God, too.
0: Those, all, that whole genre of movies is just terrible. Caddyshack. Basically, anything with Steve Martin or Chevy Chase. Just absolutely atrocious. I've never seen. I think Bill Murray gets a He's a slightly overrated. But then I forget. Uh, then I remember oh.
1: about.
0: Then I go into What About Bob? Oh. Which is one of the best comedies of all time. And then I'm like. Oh, you know what? I really liked him in Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters too. Oh, and then Groundhog's Day, one of the twenty greatest movies ever made. And then I'm like, maybe Bob, maybe Bob Murray isn't as overrated as I thought. So
1: bill murray now that i not say bob, bob murray? murray and i almost no, said bob bill marley.
0: harper i almost said bill harper too which is this like pregnancy ball thing as for your back that i used to sell so you know what i apologize i've had a uh about almost three-fourths of a monster so my brain is all over the place so uh bob harp marley is uh, a great actor and i love his comedy bill murray for the record i know who the f- he is you like the self-censorship oh. there there we you didn't go. even edit that, Tony. That's uh, that's me. No, I thought the Skype
1: just skipped for a second. That <laughs> that's was great.
0: That's uh, <laughs> about to swear. That was the only thing I could do to stop it. It's like getting at a car wreck and then somehow uh, just veering off and only hitting a tree as opposed to a, a uh, another car. So, anywho, maybe we should try talking about sports because we've been going for about, what, 10 minutes and we've been talking about movies. And then after the football season, yeah. expect more of this uh, jargon, too, because... It's a uh, slim pickings there until the NHL, or excuse me, till uh, I would say the 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 college basketball tournament happens. Even though you and I won't care much because Syracuse is probably going to be long
1: out of it at that point. So long out of it, they're man, they're not even making the NIT. Are you kidding me? They got they got beat down by Boston College the other day. The worst team in the ACC. Boston God, Boston College hasn't had a good player Go- since Troy Bell. Does anyone
0: remember Troy yeah. Bell?
1: I do, unfortunately, but God, Cuse, you're killing me. Like just, I I don't even know. I don't even want to talk about them. They're so frustrating this year. So I
0: think what we're doing with this show, by the way, is we are starting sort of slow. And then we're going to take a dip here when I bring up the Oakland Raiders, Houston Texans playoff game. And then we're going to shoot back up when we get <laughs> into some actual interesting stuff to talk about. So that's very exciting. So let's Tony jump right into it. Oakland, Houston, Houston's yes. a three point favorite. Connor cook is uh, looks like the likely starter. Brock Osweiler looks like the starter on the other side. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> what, uh, what if anything, it's... this game is hot garbage, man. I, I, I said it, I would. I was watching the games of the weekend. I was watching with my buddy PJ at his house, the Sunday nighter. And I said, it. I was like, I guarantee you, I will put any amount of money down that you want. If you take this bet, there's no way in hell Houston and Oakland will not be the late afternoon Saturday game. That thing is no one's going to watch that game. They put it in the worst possible time slot for a reason. Like, I'm sorry, Raiders fans. I, you got a great team. Your future looks bright but without your MVP candidate car. And now you're down to a rookie quarterback and it, you know, his second and well, his first ever start in a playoff game against a great Houston Texans defense. Like, Oh man, this game is going to be God awful. Osweiler versus cook. Are you kidding me? The, and, and potentially one of these two quarterbacks could go up against Tom Brady in the next round. Like, could the Patriots have an easier slate? This is ridiculous. This is the NFL playoffs, man. Like, just, ah, it's so disappointing.
0: Extremely disappointing. Um, I did call this last week, though. I did say it was going to be Matt McGloin versus Tom Savage. It's actually worse. It's it's Connor Cook versus Brock yeah. Katsweiler. So, uh, <laughs> great. The, the two quarterbacks we have to look forward to in the very first playoff game of the 2016 NFL season, their first names are
1: Connor and Brock. Neat. So... <sighs>
0: Anyway, we don't really need to break.
1: There's only one good Brock, and he, he's in the WWE. This one, oh, God. Osweiler, you suck. Ooh, Ooh. I'm you sorry. The, you suck. Maybe Brock Osweiler like,
0: can contribute with Brock Lesnar and then get some of those. Uh, I would
1: feel better those... for Houston Chansons if their quarterback was Brock Lesnar. <laughs> if you put Lesnar under center, I'd feel much better about the I think you get Brock from Pokemon, a... and I think that's a better option than Brock Osweiler. You know what, though? Can you imagine watching uh, Khalil Mack and Brock Lesnar going at it? That would be an amazing.
0: It'd flight. be incredible. I I think my money's on Lesnar. He's trained. Um, but yeah. uh, but no, maybe uh Brock Lesnar can uh, throw some of those uh, fancy vitamins uh, Osweiler's way and uh, maybe turn him into some kind of you know player, some kind of decent NFL player. So I have some st- statistics for you. I can't really talk right now. So statistics. So Houston's defense, um. They're second in the league against the pass. Um, and that's what, yeah, God, that's, that's in a division that has Marcus Mariota and Andrew Luck in it.
1: Um, 12th in the league. You know who we should be researching is honestly the field goal kickers. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I almost said Shane Leckler. Good luck. That's a, that's a blast from the past. Um, I feel good with Janikowski, the Polish hammer on the other side.
0: Me too. Who's Houston's kicker? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on that. So anyway, the Texans are 11th in total points allowed, first in total yards allowed. So they've, they've allowed the least amount of yards. And uh, I don't think that trend's going to change in this uh, in, in this game. So Oakland's defense, on the other hand, this is why I think Houston's going to win and I actually think that they're a, a good bat at negative three. But Oakland's defense, 24 against the pass. 23rd against the Rush, 26th in total yards, and 20th in total points. Now, Houston's quarterback situation is dicey, but Brock Ossler was their starting quarterback for the majority of the year, and they, you know, kind of was, but the division really wasn't that much in doubt because the defense is just so good, but... That being said, I mean, they do have Lamar, uh, excuse me, they do have Lamar Miller. They do have DeAndre Hopkins. They do have Will Fuller. They have playmakers on offense that are going to give Oakland's defense a lot of trouble, Um, even, even if it is Brock Osweiler throwing to him. uh but, uh I mean, even still, no weather to really, you know, factor into this game at all. It's going to be in a dome. It's actually going to be where the Super Bowl is played. And the streak will continue of teams not playing in their own stadium in the Super Bowl because Houston is not going to make it past the second round. They're just not. I, I don't care if they're playing Kansas City. They're playing Alabama. I don't care if they're playing freaking Georgia Tech. This Houston team with Brock Osweiler is not getting past the second round, but they will get past Oakland Raiders. And I think it's going to be a... uh I think it's going to be a relatively lopsided game. I just don't think Connor Cook is is ready for um ready for playoff football. He was okay in spot duty in a uh, regular season football in a game that was seeming seemingly didn't really matter much. But that was
1: yeah. Well, so. I mean it, it's hard for him to be ready. He was the third string quarterback. Like we had no idea Carr was going to go down and then we had no idea McGloin was going to go down. Like it, it's rough for him to just get thrust into this position, you know?
0: Yeah, I know, 100% agree. But um
1: I I mean obviously this is our worst game of the week it's it's kind of hard to keep doing this whole you know the the whole worst game of the week segment we have going on in the playoffs, but this by far will be our worst game of the week so if you want to bet this game and it looks like you're taking Houston I will take Oakland and the points at plus three nice okay then uh that's our that's our bet of the week so. We'll pay off last week's bet of the week, too,
0: at the end of the show. So, we're just going to jump right into Detroit at Seattle. Seattle, seven and a half point favorite. Um, 30% chance of rain, and uh, the high is only 38. Now, this is going to be the night
1: game on Saturday. So, uh, it's... Well, night night game for us. I mean, it is in Seattle, so it'll be 530 when they kick off there. Very solid point. So five or 530. Very 30. solid
0: point. Even still, it's going to be in the mid-30s. Um, they might get some rain. So
1: brutal yes line. yeah cold and rainy that's a yeah, lot of very fun.
0: much um seattle's turnover differential not as good as you think it's actually a negative one um which is very surprising i thought seattle was a little bit more stingy but i think the offensive line just sort of let russell wilson down he was a lot sloppier with the ball that he's been in years past so um he's been sacked 41 times this year russell wilson but yeah that's also, for a mobile quarterback yeah, too so I really wouldn't worry about that because Detroit has a lot of problems getting to the getting to the uh, quarterback in and of themselves. They're thirtieth in the league with twenty six total sacks. So I mean, offensive line woes aside, um, Seattle seven and one at home. Detroit's three and five on the road. They have the furthest to travel. Um, this is the furthest they've traveled all year for a game. Uh, so that's that. That could be an issue. Um, it's it's a. Sh- I'm I'm using air quotes. It's a short week but you know I, I don't know I, I don't like Detroit in this game at all I uh, I really didn't like Detroit against anybody in the NFC this this week I think they're the worst team in the uh, they're the worst team in in, in the playoffs um, in the NFC right now I mean they they you know they'd absolutely dominate the AFC um, so yeah man I, I mean I know we're sort of glossing over these first two games but they're just not as interesting as the last two Yeah. Um, I mean, I really, I, I think, I think Seattle's going to win, and I think I would take Seattle and the points, point seven and a half. I, I don't, I don't like, I, I don't like Detroit's running game. I don't like their inability to get to the quarterback. <coughs> Excuse me. Seattle's defense is is uh, eighth in the league against the pass, third in the league in total yards, and um, they're also third in the league with uh, in total sacks with forty two. So, I don't know. They, uh, they're just a stingy defense. They're a fast defense, and even without their de facto best player, Old Thomas out, I, I still, I still like them. Um I just I just don't know what their Detroit's gonna do. I mean, they really could have done themselves a massive favor by playing a home game uh this weekend against the Giants, but unfortunately, they have to go outside in the elements and they have to go up to Seattle and uh try to win there in uh what could be uh could be a wet day.
1: Yeah, this game is really tough to pick because neither team has looked great down the stretch. I mean Seattle for I mean you struggle with San Francisco, you struggle with Arizona like. If you're, you're supposed to be a good team, like, these are teams you should be blowing out. And then Detroit, I mean, they've lost three in a row now. They, you know, they got dominated by the Giants. They got destroyed by the Cowboys. And Green Bay beat them pretty handedly. Um, it's, uh, man, it, I, I, I think Seattle will win this game. It's it's tough to say with all certainty, though. I just think the fact that Seattle's at home and Detroit has to take that long ride, that, that just, give, you know, that puts them over the top. But, um, yeah, I – God, it's – the Saturday games don't look all that great, honestly. I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully, you know, they come to play and Stafford looks a little better. But he just hasn't looked right since that finger injury. So, I don't have a ton of confidence in him. And it's sad because, you know, he was an MVP candidate for me the most of the year. But he just – he hasn't looked right in weeks. No, I agree 100% with you. I actually think this is wh- – I, I don't know. I, to
0: to me, this seems like uh, this seems like a pretty easy game to call. Uh, I do think Seattle is going to come through. I think they can control the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, I, I, against Detroit, now they aren't going to. They wouldn't do that against any of the other teams they could have possibly played. But I think against Detroit, I think they can control the line of scrimmage. I mean, Detroit just does not have much of a pass rush outside of Ziggy Ansah. I like a lot of their pieces, but I definitely think they're lacking some. Uh, I think they're lacking some some i don't want to say depth necessarily i think they're just lacking some overall talent i think at each level they have an elite player um i think darius slay i don't know how severe his injury was he was able to come back in the game last night but uh i know he went out i'm not sure you know he's to me he's their best player on defense um but oh, yeah sure. I mean, ziggy ansa is a, is a is a great pass rusher um uh you know, I, I just, I don't know. I think that, I, I just really think that Seattle, with their experience being at home, I think that home field advantage is just, there's nothing quite like that home field advantage by all accounts. So, I, I don't know. I think, I think yeah. I think it would take Seattle and the seven and a half. I, I really do. I think this game is not going to be close. I think the, like you pointed out, the Saturday games just aren't going to be that, that interesting.
1: Um, and I'll, yeah. And I, I got to agree. I don't feel totally confident with it with the points and everything I think Seattle will win at the very least and yeah that stadium is so tough to play in for people who don't know the way they designed it basically sound travels up hits the ceiling and bounces right back down to the field that's why it's so loud there and just such a nightmare for opposing teams to play in especially when you're the quarterback you trying to call out audibles and reads to the rest of the offense.
0: Yeah. And they have fantastic speakers there where they shoot sound into of uh, crowd noise. So that, that makes a huge difference. Uh, Microsoft makes great, huge stadium
1: speakers. conspiracy theorist over here. You know what though? I don't buy much into conspiracy theories, but Seattle, The I mean, you go back to the game in green Bay, the fail Mary, you go to the, um, game against Atlanta with the non PI call against Julio Jones at time. Like I hate to be this guy. Like I said, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but things just seem to fall their way at the most convenient time possible. Even the Monday night game against the bills. It just seems like the calls always go their one, their way one way or another.
0: Well, they do have the richest owner in sports. I do believe. So that helps. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I hate. I'm not a conspiracy. Sure. Th- uh, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, almost to a fault, where I think that uh, the government is on our side sometimes. <laughs> but uh, but no, no, no. It is funny to poke fun at those uh, those Seattle fans and their uh, their kind of sweet uniforms. So my wife wanted a Seattle jersey, and I was like, oh, you can't wear that in here. Oh You're God. To go outside. Sorry uh um, <laughs>
1: spend thanksgiving out in the snow yeah, honey yeah. go out in the front yep. yard
0: um yeah so and i and uh yeah i just was, i'm with her though they're cool jerseys um not those highlighters i'll tell you rare. what
1: though if if that's what it takes at times to get your lady involved in sports much like i did with mine for whatever reason we were watching a college football game once and she's like oh, i like those uniforms And I, it was the georgia bulldogs she's like i like bulldogs so next thing you know i'm buying her georgia bulldog paraphernalia you know running pants a t-shirt whatever to make her happy just to some way get her involved in sports if i have to watch a bunch of georgia bulldog games in the sec you know i could be doing worse
0: yeah i guess so um why that's weird georgia
1: bulldogs of all the uniforms
0: it's just red and black
1: i don't know hey yeah yeah she likes the color she loves black and it's just it's the logo too with the bulldog she loves the cute little bulldog i do
0: think it's a sweet name uh for a bulldog though. Ugga um very yeah
1: i'll very, very, go four or five oh, right now i think or maybe an uggas didn't one six. of the
0: uggas bite a player from florida like did he did he like snap one sort of got him in the thigh yeah he went after him yeah, yeah
1: when he was in the end zone that was yeah, great
0: that was awesome um so uh i mean we could kind of predict a final score we'll go we'll backtrack real quick and uh i don't have a pen in here dang it oh yes i do all <clears> right i'm gonna sorry i'm gonna write down the scores that uh that we both pick um so, okay. Oakland at Houston, I'm going to say
1: 27-13. Ooh, wow. Um, I will go – I think it's going to be a field goal fest. So, I'm going to go – let me see, 16-9. I will go 19-16, Oakland. Okay. Um, all right. And I have a
0: 27-13, Houston. Okay. All right. And then for uh, Detroit, Seattle, I'm going to uh, we'll, go Seattle. I'm go Seattle 28. Oh, yeah,
1: boy. Detroit 14. 28 14. I was going to go much along those lines. I was going to go uh, Seattle 28 and Detroit 13. Okay, 28 um, 13. That's Tony.
0: All right. And uh, 28 14. I just no. don't
1: trust that offense right now. Stafford has just not looked right. No, I agree. Uh, I agree 100%. I mean, he gave. A, they scored six against the Giants, 21 against the Cowboys, all all of which were in the first half. And then uh, against Green Bay last night, wow, um, oh God, why can't I find it? What, what was the final score? I think they only scored. 31-24. Maybe 20. 24, okay, yeah. And they, they had that garbage touchdown right at the yeah. end, so. Um, yep, no, I agree, so. All right.
0: Um, 19. Oh my God. I got to figure it out. Whatever. I'll go back and listen to it and write it down later. Um, yeah, yeah I'm fine. having a little bit issue over here. All right. Um, you know what? A quick aside, I am having my, uh, attic redone. So I'll have a fancier, oh, I'll not say fancy. I'll have a studio, a de facto studio slash office in order to operate on this. If you saw the setup I'm in right now, there's women's clothes behind me for crying out loud. They are hung up. They're very neat. Um, uh, a full rack. They look great they do. by the way. Um and I'm in a... They look about your size. I'm in a la- they are the tall and curvy. Um they are this is a lavender room too, so I don't know where they picked this paint out. This is the people that sold us the house, so I don't know. Anyway, a lot of a uh, lot of
1: For those that don't know, uh, Bill Keegle in his spare time is a cross dresser. He's quite fantastic about it. He needs to work on his makeup though.
0: Yeah, I'm you know, I'm notorious. I have an oily T zone. It's just you know, people people are looking at me in like the mall and stuff and I know I know they're like, oh, that guy's T zone is just terrible. So I don't know. I, it's I I have to live with it. It's not a big deal. Um, anyway, so just to remind everybody, you are listening to Under the Hoodies. That's Tony De Nicola. I am Bill Keegle. Find us on Twitter at Under the Hoodies. He's uh, Tony Qs forty four. Forgot for a second, and I am Bill K Eagle. And Find us both on Facebook at our names that we said at the beginning of the show. Facebook, not as important as Twitter, but by all means, if you do get a, a do see our show link, go ahead and uh, hit hit the retweet button there. And sponsors, please email me at kegel13icloud.com at icloud.com if you wish to sponsor the show, and I will share numbers with you. They are better than you think. That's the best I can offer you right now. So, we're going to transition into Miami Pittsburgh. This game. It's also garbage, hot garbage.
1: Pittsburgh is favored by ten, um, and considering that Matt, I don't know if it's hot garbage. It could be entertaining if, if Pittsburgh and that offense just go off. I mean, I love watching Le'Veon Bell. I love watching Antonio Brown work. Those guys are so so much fun to watch. It's garbage in the sense that I think it's going to be really one sided. Miami, you know, they have some yeah. weapons on the outside.
0: I don't really trust Matt Moore going into going into Pittsburgh. Although the weather's not
1: going to be terrible, it's a high of 26 that day. So. I do trust Matt Moore more than Tannehill, though, which is sad because Tannehill was their starter. I, I somehow I feel better about their chances with Matt Moore, which is just sad for Tannehill. Yeah, but case. I think
0: they can. I think that Pittsburgh. Um, I, I like that Miami can run the ball really well. J, uh, Jay Ajayi just. just I don't want to say he's a special talent, but he's definitely an above average running back. Uh, Buffalo Bills, I mean, I don't know why he hates Buffalo so much, but he just pops a squad on the Bills every time they play. What do he run for, like 400 yards in two games against them? Good Lord. That's.
1: Yeah, something that's, like that. It's yeah, pretty rough. that's like a
0: third of his total against one team.
1: I'm not even trying to crap on Buffalo this week. I'm trying to give them a break because they're – Oh, man, they're in upheaval with their front office. Yeah, but, uh, you know,
0: the Pittsburgh is just the epitome of average on defense. They're 13th against the run, 16th against the pass. Um, they're 45% uh, in opponent red zone
1: scoring. 5.5 5 yards of play is what they allow. That's, that's all middle-of-the-road stuff. Um, but I just yeah. – It's all about that offense, man. If they get into a shootout with teams, they can just light up that scoreboard.
0: And I really, I really think the X factor, and this is the most X factor player in the NFL is Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is just going to run wild all over this defense. This defense is 30th in run 30th in a league and run defense. Oh God. It's not going to go well
1: for a team that paid, you know, what? 160 million or whatever from Dominic and Sue. That is sad. And Cameron wake. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. And Wake And,
0: uh, like be better than that huh um yeah imagine what they would be without and sue good lord so they're pretty good against oh, the pass i mean they're there's 29th in total yards you know not you know they're just not a good that not, not that good of a defense considering uh how much that defense costs um so the the one thing i'll say for miami though is big ben has had a bit of an off year he's been sloppy and i don't know i i i, I think he's hurt i think the time off helps um him not playing last week i think the, all their guys not playing the 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 triple b's or whatever they call him brown bell ben I, I think that uh i think them having the time off is going to really get a benefit them I, i'm not i'm not a big fan of resting guys but big ben i mean if any player in the league going into the playoffs needed a rest it was definitely that guy so we'll see how he does um but yeah, there's not going to be any precipitation. It's just going to be a relatively cold, normal Pittsburgh day in January. It should be pretty, uh, should be pretty favorable weather for the running games for sure. And if I'm going uh, Le'Veon Bell or I almost said Joyke Bell, where is my head today? Um, I uh, if I'm going Le'Veon Bell versus Jay Ajayi, I take Jay Ajayi probably 25 to uh, 27 times out of 32. But Le'Veon Bell, you know everyone can argue with me Ezekiel Elliott you can argue with me LaShawn McCoy but Le'Veon Bell's ability to catch the ball out of the backfield is like no one else in this league he's taller than a a lot of running backs um I mean he could transition very seamlessly into a wide receiver uh you know if if you just watch this guy's feet he's there's just something special about him I think he's the most talented running back in the league um you know I, I don't know how to quantify that but I know what my eyes tell me and I think that he is just gonna run amok on that on that pitiful miami defense uh run defense Uh, i think pittsburgh wins this game i'm not going to take the points but i definitely think it's close to the points but i think pittsburgh wins by about between a touchdown to touchdown and a field
1: goal i think it's going to be between seven and ten points yeah i'm I'm going pittsburgh by two touchdowns i just think they're they're going to light up that scoreboard on miami and maybe not early on i think first half will be close but after halftime pittsburgh's just going to come out and just blow it up and it's gonna get ugly yeah i would agree okay what's your score uh i will say pittsburgh 31 miami 14 okay um, i'm gonna go pit
0: Ooh, what did i do sorry lost you for a second i'm here all right cut out um all right and then bill Uh boy i'm gonna go 35 uh i'm thirty 35 35- 27, uh, because I don't know, I don't feel that good about Pittsburgh's defense. Uh, Like I said, they're very average. I think that Matt Moore is going to be able to move the ball a little bit. um, If JJ can control the line of scrimmage, and uh, they do have some receivers in Miami, I like Devontae Parker. I like, um, excuse me, I like uh, I like Jarvis Landry a lot. I think that they have some. uh, I think they have some weapons on the outside there. Uh, Kenny Stills is also pretty solid. So. I don't know, but I still think Pittsburgh... I mean, you're not going to win a shootout with Pittsburgh. I don't know if there's any team uh, in the league that can win a shootout with Pittsburgh. So, uh, But that's that's what I have. I have Pittsburgh by 8, so you're taking Pittsburgh um, by 17, and I'm taking Pittsburgh by 8. So, yep. interesting. That's so far our biggest disparity. So, we both have the same winner, just bigger point spreads.
1: Now, to- yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, we could be totally wrong, but it's just... You know, that's how I feel at right. this moment.
0: And now, here we go. The tale of two Bills. Green Bay,
1: New York Giants. in by far the most exciting game of the weekend, I think. This game's going to be awesome. I look forward to this matchup. And, you know, there's a lot of history with these two in the playoffs, you know, in the last, you know, five, six, seven years. So, just just another great chapter.
0: I am on vacation for six days, five nights, okay? <laughs> the vacation could go one of two ways. And it's all going to depend on this game. I am, if I don't get to watch it, I'm going to lose my skull. And I'm, I'm going to have to try to figure out a way to fly back to America or wherever and try to find somewhere to watch this game. I'll go to Juarez. You know what?
1: I have a feeling that you're going to be on the hotel Wi-Fi and you're going to call me up and have me FaceTiming or Skyping the game for you. Just so you can watch it on like your tiny little cell phone screen. I could see that happening. And, you know, being a buddy, I will gladly do it for you. I, will I appreciate you that. Because, no, I'm sure there'll be somewhere to watch it. I, I
0: can't imagine. It's a pretty American resort. It should be fine. So, anyway, Green yeah. Bay is three-and-a-half-point favorites. Oh, this is a game I really wish Top Cough was on the sidelines for. I wish we could just bring him back and throw a Giants hat on him because it's going to be a very, very – crisp 16 degrees
1: and clear in green bay Crap. oh god i would love to see that bright red rudolph face and just his skin oh, peeling man. that's one of the greatest images in, in oh, playoff it's my history. favorite
0: it's my favorite um that is the that photo is why my wife started calling him tom coffin which i thought was hilarious <laughs> it's definitely one of her best jokes of all time um so, oh, all right, here's some statistics on Green Bay's offense versus New York Giants' defense. Green Bay's offense is ninth in uh, yards per play and with 5.7 yards per play, 65% completion percentage, uh, 47 point – 40, I can't read. 46.7% on third down conversions, that's second in the league. 60.6% in red zone scoring, that's 10th. The Giants' defense, they allow 58.5% completion percentage, that's third in the league. Third downs, they hold they hold teams to 35.3% in third down conversion rate, and they have the best red zone defense, and now this is uh, touchdowns allowed. 39.5% of the time, teams score touchdown on the Giants defense in the red zone. The Green Bay offense versus the Giants defense is going to be the marquee matchup here. There's a healthy Janoris Jenkins. Everybody on the defense, with the exception of Jason Pierre-Paul, is healthy. And Kerry Wynn and uh, Aquara have been you know, fine in spot duty. But there's a, there's a chance they can get JPP back for this game. It seems unlikely. It seems like he would come back for the next game if the Giants were to sneak past Green Bay. And they would definitely have to sneak because I think Green Bay is the far superior team here. But what I... Don't like about this game is the uh, is just Aaron Rodgers. The Giants have beat Aaron Rodgers in a yeah. playoff game before, but if people remember that game, the Giants got a very lucky Hail Mary at the end of the second or excuse me, the end of the first half. Um, and uh, you know, that was that was Green Bay's best team. But the thing to remember about this Giants team, and people like comparing the 07 and 2011 Giants here. Their offensive line was significantly better in those two years than it is this year and I think that is going to be the Giants' Achilles heel. At the trade deadline there is rumors circulating that the circulating that the Giants had an opportunity to trade for Joe Thomas the left tackle from Cleveland and did not pull the trigger and I think it, it at some point in the playoffs it's going to such a bad move. I've, I well, a bad move not yeah, to yeah, do Yeah 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 I know what like, you're
1: saying. Have been a huge it would have been a massive
0: pickup because Eric Flowers is not a left tackle. He's not a viable left tackle. He's a right tackle. I like him at right tackle. I hate him at left tackle. Um, you know, but their offensive the line is healthy. Uh, Syracuse alum Justin Pew is back. Uh, Weston Richburg has been oh very good at center. Bobby Hart has been a absolute train wreck at right guard, and uh, Eric Flowers has been worse at left tackle. So, this worries me because Green Bay, although not exactly you know setting the world on fire. On defense, um, they do they allow they allow a lot of completions, but they don't get beat for big gains. The red zone defense is uh, you know sixty two percent. That's good for twenty eighth. Third down conversions twenty fourth. The Green base defense is allowed, but the Giants' offense again not exactly letting the world on fire, especially if if. Oda Beckham even gets a hangnail. I worry because the Giants' yard per play is 23rd in the league, 23% complete or 63% completion percentage. Um, They're 34.6% on third down conversions on offense, which is uh, good for 30th in the league. The problem with that is that the Giants, for whatever reason, find themselves in third and longs all the time. I don't know what they're doing on first and second down that they end up in third and eights and third and 11s. I have no
1: idea aside from holding penalties. Well, that's to the fault of your boy uh, McAdoo with his giant cheesecake factory menu. (laughs) Did you, so a quick aside here, did you see the kid with the giant, uh,
0: with the giant play sheet that was dressed like McAdoo with the Redskins game? It was hilarious. No, <laughs> was, I'll look it, it up was, online. That, McAdoo, that's hilarious McAdoo though. went and gave him a fist bump. I liked it actually. It was the
1: first thing McAdoo's done that I've liked since, uh, since the year started. Um, God, I, 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 might've said it last week or the week before, but whoever said it somewhere, I think on Twitter, how they said, uh, McAdoo looks like someone who run a, uh, won a radio contest to be a head coach. It's just so yeah. true. He, he just looks like that guy you pulled out of the stands with his pretzel and mustard stain on his yeah. shirt. And like, Oh, here's that set. Here's a, here's a play sheet. Just yeah. go at it. Good luck. So
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So I don't know. McAdoo, like again,
0: watch, watch any giants game. You will see, you will see three wide receivers, one tight end, single back formation and Eli either on top of the center or taking it for a shotgun. I have no idea, but Green Bay three and a half point favorites. I don't know what to pick here. You you make a you make a prediction and while I sort I sort my I was gonna thoughts say together. you should just be disqualified from picking. It's true. This it's game. like when they have like uh like they have like the announcer pick the game. It's like you're totally too, too emotional. Yeah, it's like involved. calling the game can't, can uh can't pick or whatever. So uh what what do you say? Because I can't pick this game biasly.
1: I just can't well, It it's so funny because the narrative this year has been oh, Rogers is having an off year, sure. Rodgers is struggling He threw for 40 touchdowns, which is the most in his career, against seven interceptions, 4,428 yards, a passer rating of 104.2. The guy, and we all worry about his mobility. Well, guess what? His mobility is back and better than ever. 364 rush yards four touchdowns not just running for touchdowns but in that Detroit game last night scrambling buying his receivers time running around for first downs he did it two or three times ran for a 10 yard gain for a first down there was one point where he scrambled around and threw a touchdown to a uh I want to say it was Avery but they clocked him at 8.75 seconds he was scrambling around the pocket and not one Detroit player could touch him 8.75 seconds to let your receivers get open is a lifetime in the league. The guy is on fire. He's locked in. It just, when it comes down to, I think the only way that the Giants can win this game is they, they need to get a turnover somewhere. They need to flip the possessions and they need to run the ball a bit. You've got to keep Rogers off the field. You cannot give him extra possessions. You cannot let him just chuck it down the field left and right you need to somehow keep them off the field either by a turnover or by running the ball. I just, I don't see it from the giants. I think it will be a close game. I think that defense will keep them in it. It all comes down to can, can Beckham get a couple of big plays, get a score. Can Eli not turn the ball over, which, you know, in the last few weeks he hasn't been able to do. Uh, but at the end of the day, I take green Bay. I'll probably take them by four.
0: That's fair. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's fair.
1: <laughs> oh no, hey i just kicked in.
0: um so no that's fair um
1: the billy boys dropped yeah, i love them
0: um that is a very fair assessment and i actually agree with all of that and i think if uh bill with his head is going to pick green bay by uh six um i'll say 24 uh, no, how about this Twenty three seventeen. so i'll say twenty three seventeen. that's going to be bill's head pick bill's heart pick the giants are going to win by about 78 so no um <laughs> Man, I, I think if I'm being optimistic, though, I think that Paul Perkins had a really good game against Washington's uh, better than Green Bay's defense, right? So he had 100 yards rushing. It's the first yeah. uh, first
1: 100-yard rushing day of his career, which is... And that's big, man. Massive. If they can use Perkins, if he can run the ball, that that's huge. That'll keep him in the game. The long drives, keep Rodgers off the field. That's how you beat those elite quarterbacks. Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, keep them off the field. Run the ball. Time possession. That's what the Giants have to And in the regular season
0: game that, that the uh, Giants and Packers played, uh, Janaris Jenkins intercepted Rodgers twice. So I, I think that that's a good thing. Excuse yep. Me. Um, That, that is key. key. And I think. I think the offensive line of the Packers uh, although very good on the uh, exterior the interior is uh, is very tough and I don't think Green Bay is going to be able to run the ball um, with Ty Montgomery as good as he's been I just think uh, Damon Harrison and Jonathan Hankins on the interior just abusing those two guards in the center I think it's going to make it tough it's going to make them one dimensional so if I'm being optimistic here I think the defense keeps them in and I think the Giants can probably pull out a, a close you know, two or three point victory um, and sort of neutralize Aaron Rodgers the weather I don't think really makes a difference for Rogers. I think he can throw the ball. It doesn't really matter what the what the weather is. I've never seen the weather affect him. Him and Brady, the only two players I've ever seen where the where it just doesn't affect him. So, uh, so yeah. i get-
1: I've got some scary stats for you on Rogers too, just to worry you yeah, a little ahead. bit more. But uh, in the game last night, it, it's got to be more than this, but at one point, Rodgers had thrown 215 consecutive passes without an interception, the longest strand of his career. It's probably up to like 225 at this point, because that was early on in the game. Uh, also last night was his 10th career game of 300 yards passing and four touchdowns with no interceptions. That's third all-time in NFL history. I mean, he outscored the Lions 21-3 to in the second half. He went 27-39 to last night, 300 yards and four scores. I mean you're playing him at the wrong time. If you got him in the early middle of the year, I'd like your chances better, but he's so locked in right now. No, I agree. And I, I, I just, you know, I, like I said, I just can't call this game biasly.
0: I just can't. I, I love the,
1: Oh no, I don't expect I love you, the, you to. When we get to the Cowboys games, I'm going to be so irrational about it. I'm going to, I'm going to go total Saturday night live. Super fan about it. And uh, pick the Cowboys 78 to three. Oh, is that it? That's the halftime score. My friend.
0: That's good stuff. Um, so, all right, I think I, I, I think I'm gonna go I'm saying hold on I'm writing this down Green Bay NYG all right what's your score again for this game
1: uh I will go I think Eli have a better game because Eli just seems to turn it on the playoffs so I think they'll score more than lately so why don't we go let's go Packers 28 Giants 24
0: that's fair and I'm gonna go Giants uh, you're gonna you're gonna laugh at me. I'm gonna go Giants twenty. I'm gonna That's say fine. Green Bay seventeen.
1: Yes. You really think Aaron Rodgers will only score seventeen points? I I could believe you said 30-27, but you honestly think the Giants will hold Aaron Rodgers to seventeen points? Now you're out of your held mind. Him. Now you are being a no. They held homer. him
0: to twenty four um
1: in the middle of the season, and they were a different team then. Aaron was not playing to the level he's playing now. You just. No way, you're okay. right. No, that's that's uh, fine. No, that's fair. You could be right, and then I'll eat crow next week. That's fine. But right now, I think you're a mad man. I'm not. The, you're just saying the praises of the Giants' defense. Now all of a sudden, their defense isn't as good as as you said they were. The Giants' defense is fantastic. But we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron, this is Aaron Rodgers, is the type that could put forty on a team. So if you limit them until you know in the mid twenties, that that's a good showing by your defense. Okay, so. I was gonna to try to pull up some kind of stat
0: to show you that the uh the Cowboys held him to sixteen and uh Giants held
1: him to twenty three, Vikings to fourteen. Um so, yeah, so he was playing worse at the time and the Giants held him to twenty three. Now he's playing worlds better. He is playing worlds better. I I thought I was generous to your defense saying he'd only, he'd only score 28. I think you're crazy. I I really do. I think that you're, I think that you're, you're
0: under, you're overestimating, you're overestimating the green Bay Packers offense with Geronimo Allen. No, I'm, no,
1: I'm perfectly estimating Aaron Rodgers because he's an otherworldly talent. He's one of the top two quarterbacks in the league, but you know, beside Brady, Brady's one and Rodgers is one a. The guy is that good. I think Rodgers
0: is better than Brady right now. Um, All time, I don't think so. But I think as of right now, is playing the position of quarterback.
1: I think there's nobody on the planet better than Aaron Rodgers. But what I'm going to say – Right now, I could give it to you, but also as a caveat to Brady, Rodgers has better weapons in his receiving core, I think.
0: All I'm going to say is the giants are going to make them one dimensional. They're going to make them throw a lot in 16 degree weather. And I realize I'm contradicting myself by this, uh, by saying that he doesn't look different in the weather, but I'm telling you 16 degrees is 16 degrees. It's still cold out. Rogers is the same player, but that isn't against Rogers. That's against his receivers. Devontae Adams can't catch the ball in perfect weather sometimes. You know, how is he going to do in 16-degree weather? You have Geronimo Allen starting at, in place of Randall Cobb. You have Ty Montgomery. At, Cobb may be back next week, though. A good. I hope he is. He's not as good as Allen. I, I don't think so. I, I think Cobb is toast. I, that guy hasn't been good in, in two seasons. So... Whatever. I love this. I love this back and uh, forth
1: because usually we agree on most points, but this no, this is, is great. So it's good. So you know what? References. Yeah. I'm
0: sticking with my 20 to 17 score because I think they're going to make them one dimensional. I don't know if, I don't know if his skill position guys are going to come to play. I really just don't, I don't know against that defense. You know what? I am mean, afraid you, of Rogers. I think Rogers running is the scariest part of his game. And I'm worried about Jordy Nelson,
1: but w- you believe in it so highly, we should put something on this. We need to, we need to make a mark for over under you take the under, I'll take the over. And then we have to bet something there should be something on the line for this because of how strongly we both feel about it. Okay, so you it.
0: have you have essentially them scoring 52 total points. I have them scoring 37. Yes. So how about we make it in the middle, 44 and a half. S-
1: 44 and a half is the over. Yeah, I'll take okay, that. I'll fine, take the I'll over. Take
0: the under 44 and a half is the under. Uh I'll take the under Forty four okay. and a half. and a half. us down. Right Tony it down. With an arrow pointing up, Bill down. All right. That's that's the end of the football talk. So, just to remind everybody, you're listening to Under the Hoodies. I'm Bill Keagle. That's Tony DeNicola. Find us on Twitter at Under the Hoodies at Bill K. Eagle at Tony 44. Also, download us on iTunes or under the Back Sports page channel. Um, we are Under the Hoodies. Some-
1: Make sure you subscribe as well, too, and then refresh it each week. New episode pops right up for you. We generally put these up Wednesday or Thursday yep. evening.
0: And. Um- and uh, what what other piece of business did we have? Why am I drawing a blank? Oh, BacksportsPage.com. We're doing the question of the day, all that fun stuff that you'll find over there. So, Tony, I have a yep. couple minutes left. So, go ahead. And uh, you won last week's bet. Go ahead and um, yes. assign me the movie.
1: Yes. Oh, and for those who don't know, the bet last week was uh, the Saints-Falcons. And you took the Falcons. Uh, By six. Minus six and a half. I took the saints getting the points at six and a half. And thanks to a uh, garbage score by the saints, I I believe uh, I have it right here. The saints uh, outscored Atlanta 19 to nothing in the fourth quarter. So I won this bet by the skin of my teeth. The saints lost that game by six. So I won it by half a point. So the movie I am assigning you, which I just watched the other night and was amazing. um, You and I are very similar in that we both love comedy, especially dark comedy. So this one is right up your alley. It's called the fundamentals of caring. Stars Paul Rudd, Craig Roberts, and uh, surprisingly, Selena Gomez, who's actually pretty good in her role. But basically, the synopsis uh, in this inspirational buddy comedy, a young shut in and his caregiver take a road trip in search of landmarks, but end up finding hope and friendship. And to give you a little quick little on the the shut in, it's basically a teenage kid who has, um, oh God, muscular dystrophy. And this is what I love, too, because it shows we both have people in our lives who have been affected by mental and or physical handicaps. And it just shows you that you can't judge a book by its cover. Although this kid is confined to a wheelchair and has muscular dystrophy, can't really use his hands much, needs a caregiver to do everything from eating to using the bathroom. Uh, The only way I can put it is that this kid is a total asshole, just a complete jerk. And it just goes to show you that even handicapped people can be assholes. It's actually a really great story where the guy... You know, he just rips on Paul Rudd, has all these terrible jokes, messes with them at every turn. It, it's a great story. I, I, I thought it was entertaining as hell. The comedy is great in it. The jokes are amazing. I'm, I won't, you know, I don't want to spoil any of them for you because they really just come out of nowhere. But I think it's really a one you'll enjoy. The, uh, the mother-in-law and the fiance loved it greatly. They're usually not into dark comedy like this, but they thought it was a great story.
0: Nice. So I will watch this. I actually just looked it up as you were talking. I'm very much looking forward to uh, checking it out. Very few, com, com, uh, probably the best way to say it, comedic. Hold on, comedic actors. I feel uh, better watching than uh, Paul Rudd. I love me some Paul Rudd. So uh, oh,
1: he's so so lovable. I I loved him in role models. I, I love him in everything he does. Really, the guys the guys role models has
0: one of my favorite all-time uh child actor performances uh i forget the kid's name but he was so good i love when he kicks the 10 over he was like oh yeah, yeah the little oh, black kid he's incredible. amazing that kid that kid is so funny hero. he's the best um uh in a, in a movie filled with funny people he just he that he was the brightest light in that movie he was just so good what you think i did it because i'm black i think you did it because you did it i love that yeah. scene i love i love that kid so um yeah man um All right, we got anything else, or are we good to go?
1: Uh, No, just real quick, uh, just want to give a shout-out again to my – oh, sorry, the dog's barking in the background. I don't know. Squirrel must be running past the window. But, guys, hey, hey, settle down. Sorry. Clean that up. But um, just uh, want to give another shout-out to my boy, PJ. I appreciate all his help with the new editing system, the new microphones we have. We both have the Snowball Ice microphones, which are working great now. The editing going back and forth, no delay. And uh, his hospitality last night, you know, I got to watch the uh, the game from the Packers man cave and I'll tweet out pictures. But, you know, giant projector screen, full bar snacks, a popcorn machine, a pool table, a giant Cowboys Packers fathead on the wall. I mean, th- this guy, you guys will see it on Twitter. Make sure you follow at under the hoodies at Tony Q's 44 at Bill K Eagle. You will see this firsthand. I'll tweet out the photos. This thing is we should all strive to this level of man cave. It is amazing. And I'll, I'll give some credit to Packers fans. Some fans I can't stand watching games with cause they're complete absolute homers. You know, they'll crap on you for what team you like. Disrespectful Packers fans. The ones I watched with last night were nothing but a pure joy. I mean, it was great watching with these guys. They're highly intelligent. They know their team in and out They're you know, they're, they're great absorbers of the game. It's it, you know, it was a delight. It was great. And you know, I love my boy PJ. Great. Yeah. Friend. Big shout
0: out to PJ too, because, uh, he's been just, he was instrumental in getting the show up last week, which was one of the, I, it's at least my favorite show that we've done so far. I'm sure you feel the same. And it was definitely the most fun we had. Um, yes. and, uh, look forward to doing that some more, uh, maybe not necessarily at the expense of the Buffalo bills, but, uh, but definitely a good time. So,
1: Oh, we'll do, we'll do other teams at some point too. I just want to put it out there. Like was, I think it was a pretty original idea of us to read um, irrational fan tweets. And, it, of course, you know, kind of took a page out of the mean tweet things the actors do on, the you know, The Tonight Show and all that, or uh, Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping, you know, it's an original idea by us to do it. And, you know, if someone does happen to steal it from us, hopefully they at least give us a shout out and give us some credit for it. That's all I want. So,
0: um, if you don't have anything else, uh, I'm going to just say. Remind everybody you are listening under the hoodies. Download us on iTunes, Back Sports page. Go ahead and subscribe. You'll see us in there. That is uh, TonyQs44, Tony Qs forty four. Tony Nicola I am Bill K Eagle. Bill Kegel. Find us on uh, all social media platforms, specifically Twitter. Retweet the show for us, and um, Tony, we are out. Reading.
1: Later, bud.